right. Good evening, everyone, and Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for, thanks for coming out, braving the elements tonight. Welcome to Darby Creek Church. We are celebrating the birth of Jesus this evening. Obviously, that's why we're here. And I wanted to just open up with uh, two verses from Galatians 4. It says this, When the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Amen. That's what we're here to celebrate tonight. The fact that he has purchased our freedom from the law and made us part of his own family as his own children, all because of Jesus, all because Jesus came. So if you're comfortable standing, let's stand on up. We're going to sing joy to the world.
good. He gives us joy. He gives us joy in this season. Right, this is the account of that first Christmas from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up to Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen. Let's praise him right now in the words of the angels. Glory to God in the highest.
Right, why don't you have a seat for a short video here? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Nothing was made without him. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. The whole world is made through him, except the world doesn't recognize him. But there are others who do believe in him. They run to him from the fields and journey from far away, carrying only hope and curiosity. They didn't know where the road would lead or what others would think of them. But they believe in his name. And to these, he gives the right to become children of God. The word became human and he made his home among us so we could see his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God made known to us, not on a throne of power, but in a cradle of peace. Emmanuel, God with us. stand again and sing one more song join in together adoring Christ the Lord
you have a seat. Hey everyone, Merry Christmas. I have a scripture I want to read, but before I do, I want to let the kids go to the back. Nick is in the back for the kids. All right, so I'll be reading Luke chapter 2, verse 22 through 38. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present to him the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according what is said to the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it was revealed to him that the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. 
And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought him in, the child Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, brought in this child. The law, sorry, custom of the law, 28. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. A sword shall pierce through his own soul also, so thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advancing years, having lived with her husband seven years when she was a virgin. And then she showed, then as a widow, until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak to all of them who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Mary. So glad you all ventured out into the frozen tundra that has become the Columbus metropolitan area, right? We're not used to this. We have some new neighbors in our neighborhood that are from California. I'm, I, know I know they're sad they came here, at least the last couple of days, but uh, welcome, welcome, and Merry Christmas to you all. Um, and uh, in the passage that Mary just read from Luke 2, Mary and Joseph are bringing the baby Jesus to do what good and devoted God-fearing parents would do. They, they would bring their baby to the temple to be dedicated to God. And uh, though this is a very kind of uh, small, important observation for parents here, but to dedicate your child to God, you first have to be dedicated to the Lord yourself. That's important, isn't it? And certainly Mary and Joseph uh, are displaying their commitment to God and showing they fear him by following his word and dedicating uh, their baby boy uh, there at the temple that day. And so, uh, so we have this devoted parents and followers of, of God being obedient to the faith as they bring their child before the Lord in the temple. And while Mary and Joseph are there at the temple, two other individuals... Simeon and Anna, by the power of the Spirit, did you notice it said the Holy Spirit in there several times? By the power of the Spirit, um, these two individuals recognize the baby Jesus for who he really is, the promised Messiah and Savior. And so in our remaining time here this evening, we're going to focus on a phrase, a key phrase in what Simeon says. As he holds baby Jesus, he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. And God's plan of saving us from our sin and the separation from God that results from our sin is not just a plan. Our salvation comes as a person. Jesus came to save us from our sin. Simeon and Anna in this passage give witness to us that salvation has come and his name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that salvation has come. Thank you, God, for that first Christmas Eve, uh, that first Christmas day, as we celebrate uh, that incredible event here tonight. We are just remembering salvation has come in the person of Jesus, your perfect timing. He appeared uh, as a man. Um, in the form of a man, and he's fully God and fully man, and we don't understand how that all works, but we are so glad that it does. Um, because in his divinity, he's perfect, sinless, the perfect sacrifice to be made for our sins on the cross. And as John the Baptist saw him in those early days, uh, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So we're so thankful thankful for Jesus that salvation has come. Lord, we commit our time to you this evening. And Father, we also just want to commit uh, ourselves to you afresh tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, it's interesting as you look here at this passage about Simeon and Anna at this time of dedication. um, You'll notice a couple of things that Simeon uh, has said about Simeon. And that is, the first thing is that this salvation that Jesus brings is the fulfillment of God's promise. And uh, you look back at a couple of verses here, in verses 25 and 26, it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it, has, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So God had impressed upon him in some way that he's not going to die until he sees the Messiah. I mean, wouldn't that be crazy if the Lord said, you're not, you're not going until you see, until you see the Messiah. And, uh, and this is interesting here because it says that he was waiting And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Now, that's kind of an interesting phrase, waiting for the consolation of Israel. It's really kind of uh, akin to the word comfort. Um, But but, uh, as it says there, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. It's referring to God's promise made to his people. The restoration of the nation of Israel and the defeat of her enemies is mentioned all through the writings of the prophet Isaiah. This consolation was to be accomplished by a servant of God, as it's mentioned in Isaiah chapter 52 and in Isaiah chapter 53, the servant of God, which is is really just a picture of Jesus, the suffering servant, right? And it would not take place uh, until, this consolation would not take place until the Messiah arrived and instituted the Messianic Age. And so that's what he was waiting for. Simeon just waiting and looking. We don't even really know. I mean, a lot of people just, they assume he's a priest, but you don't know that. We don't really know what his function was other than he was a man of God, devout, and he must have just been on the watch. You know, talk about being on a God watch. He was on a Savior watch looking for the Messiah to come. And now the day had come. The day had come. The Deliverer, the Redeemer, the Messiah had come, and Simeon was holding salvation in his arms. That just blows my mind. Simeon had been waiting expectantly for years. Um, and, and this just reminds us, you know, this, so the point here is this, that God made a promise 
And he's keeping it, and that fulfillment is in his son Jesus. And so when you think of Christmas, you need to think of God's the promise keeper. He's keeping his promise, and, and he always does. Every promise he's ever made, uh, it is amen in Jesus Christ. That's what the Word of God tells us. And so this salvation that Jesus brings is the fulfillment of God's promise. And also we see here that the salvation Jesus brings gives peace to those who receive it. Gives peace to those who receive it. And reflecting back on our passage here in verse 29, here where Simeon says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You know, some people uh, have sight, but they don't really see. Uh, They can witness something, but they don't recognize uh, of what they are witnessing and the significance of it. And some people read about Jesus and even go to church regularly to learn about him. But even then, many don't recognize Jesus for who he really is. Simeon, by the power of the Holy Spirit, recognized that Jesus was the promised Savior and Messiah. Simeon, by putting his full faith in God's salvation plan and in Jesus the Messiah, he could rest in peace and die a happy man of God. That's what he's saying when he says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. It's like, it's like my job here is done. I'm, 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 I'm fulfilled. I I've seen the Messiah, I know everything is on track, and I put my full faith and trust in you and your plan. So he was a man at peace with God. And anyone can experience this peace if they will receive the salvation that comes in the person of Jesus. Um, And this is something we just have to preach to ourselves, by the way. Many times, you know, anybody that's been in this church, I mean, we get the gospel all the time in many different ways, but we can never forget it because we can never not need it. (laughs) We need um, to experience daily um, the, uh, the, the, the promise that we are forgiven because of what Christ has done. And so this is uh, what we see in these verses here is that Simeon recognized who Jesus was. Have you acknowledged Jesus for who he is? Uh, Have you been granted that God-given sight that lets you see Jesus for as wonderful and as beautiful as he is because he is the Savior? Salvation has come, and he's come in the person of Jesus. And their question is, really, Will you receive the gift that he brings? And, and so Simeon did. He, he believed. He believed in God's plan. He saw the fulfillment of it. And anyone can have this kind of peace. You know, um, the wonderful thing about Christians when they die is they don't have to worry about what's next. Um, I mean, many of you know Walter, and he went to be with the Lord. Those of you who are here in our church community, and he knew the Lord, and we talked about it, and, and I just remember just uh, looking at the verses with him, it just says, to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. That is a comfort. That is a comfort. Just knowing that, you know, no matter what happens in my life, if I, if I have received the gift that salvation of salvation that Jesus offers, 
I can die in peace. I, I can know where I'm going. I can, and so can you, if you acknowledge Jesus for who he is and give him that rightful place in your life. Um, and so that's, that's the greatest gift that you could ever get at Christmas, is to put your faith in Jesus. Amen? And so, um, in Matthew one twenty one, it says, uh, speaking of uh, Mary, says, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. That's why he came. It's just simple, very simple. <laughs> we needed a Savior. God provided the one and only. Right? And so it's wonderful to know that this salvation Jesus brings is it's it's not exclusive, meaning it's it's available to anyone. You get that? It's available to anyone. And let's take a look at that. The salvation would be for all people. And in verse 31 here, it says, uh, that you may that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and then it says, uh, so a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. You see that you've got the Gentiles and you've got the Jews, <laughs> God's chosen people, and so He's like, you know what? And you read in the New Testament, we're one people, right? There, we're we're one. If you know. Uh, there's one, you have to be a Jew inwardly, and that is to put your faith in Jesus. That makes you a Jew inwardly, right? doesn't matter your lineage. doesn't matter your past, what you've been through, what you've done. doesn't matter what, you know, uh, what, what your socioeconomic status is. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. Jesus died for all. He came for all. And that is a wonderful news. Just know that um, God loves you, and he sent Jesus um, salvation. He sent him to save you from your sins. And uh, so, so he's really something that's available to all. Earlier in Luke chapter 2, in verse 10, it says, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For all people. And we know in the book of Revelation, Right when uh, all God's people will be gathered together, right? Because we're waiting for the second coming, the second advent, if you will. Right, we're waiting for Him, and God will will bring His church together, and we'll be with the Lord. And we know it tells us that there will be people from every tribe and tongue and nation, every people group will be there. Who and, and there will be people who have put their faith in Jesus from all people groups. So we just get that, that picture all the way through. Even, even the promise to Abraham back in Genesis was, was this day. He says, your seed will be a blessing to all nations. right? And that's what he's talking about. Right? Anyone. Anyone. And so I just want to say, you know, you're not too far from God. <laughs> you're, you're not so far from God that he can't just bring you and save you. Right? And so don't, um, it's really the devil that wants us to think that we're too far gone, okay? Um, because I, I, I'm thinking that, uh, that most people here aren't uh, multiple uh, murderers, uh, like the Apostle Paul, you know, had lots of blood on his hand, 
and God used him greatly. And so, I just say, we have a great hope in Christ and that he has come for all peoples who will put their trust in him. It's really that simple. Also, though, it's important to realize that this salvation would not go unopposed. Right? We, we just think, you know, boy, God's plan is just going to go so smooth. Right? Well, it's God's plan, but he knew and he knows uh, that his plans and his plans will not be thwarted, but uh, that he's telling us here through Simeon that these, um, these plans are going to have some challenges to them. And so it says here in verse 33, And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Of course, you know, as, as you're bringing your child in to be dedicated, and this guy, I mean, again, we don't even know if he's a priest or not, but he's like holding the baby Jesus and, and saying all these things about him, right? Of course, by the power of the Spirit, saying these things. And, and he says, here it says, And Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary, so it's like, think, think about this, moms. Let's say you were up here on a child dedication, and the Holy Spirit is, comes upon somebody that's, that's there, maybe the pastor or somebody that's there, uh, and says, you know, by the way, I've got, I've got something to tell you about that baby. And so, and here it is, it says, it says, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign and for a sign uh, that is opposed, and then it has in parenthesis, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that, and it says, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Now, um, that parenthetical um, part there is uh, an allusion, I would assume, to the fact that Mary would be having a front row seat at the crucifixion. She would see her own son die the most horrible death that you could imagine. Right? And her, seeing her own soul would be pierced. Now, um, when salvation is preached, when the gospel message is accurately communicated, the Spirit of God reveals, as it says here, the thoughts of many hearts. And I don't know if you've experienced that uh, any time when if you're with a gathering of believers, and you just you're just like, I know God's talking right to me, right? So somebody's got the webcam turned on in my house, and they can see everything that's going on, you know. Whereas that's not the case, but that's we call the Holy Spirit cam. He knows what you need, and number of times he will just like it'll just be like God speaking right to you through whatever. Scripture you're hearing, or whatever message you're hearing, right? And uh, it could be a convicting message. It could be a message that's really like, I'm not living right, and I know it, and I need to turn from that, and I need to turn back to God. Or it could be a message of comfort. It could be a message of uh, just uh, encouragement. Um, God delivers things like that. But the thing is, is that God, uh, He reveals through His Spirit the thoughts of many hearts. And this was happening with Jesus. He could read people's mail, okay? Because he knew their hearts, right? He knew the hearts of the Pharisees. He knew the hearts of the disciples. He knew the heart of Judas. And so he knows. And so 
when the gospel is preached, because there's, there's talk of repentance and turning from sin, that doesn't always get a welcome. Right? If someone's not ready, often there's a kicking of the heels, uh, a full-on rejection, a full-on uh, uh, you know, just disbelief. And so, uh, you know, and Jesus even said things like that. You know, he said, listen, um, people are opposing me. They hate me. They're going to hate you if you follow me. And so when you follow Jesus, right, our lives will not be unopposed either. Uh, if we're really living for him and trusting in him and taking him at his word. Now, so there's no neutrality when we encounter Jesus. There will also be no hypocritical pretending when we're not right with God. The hearts of all will be evident. And so salvation will not go unopposed, as Simeon tells us. Now, the last thing here is just that when we receive the gift of salvation, Jesus offers, then it brings forth our witness and our praise. Um, Let's take a look back here in these verses, verse 36, where it says, And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel, uh, of the tribe of Asher, and she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She was probably over 100. Some people think 104. Um, she's going strong, apparently. Uh, she says she did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day, and coming up, and coming up at that very hour. This is no coincidence. Coming up at that very hour, you know. I just like you know, you know this is a God divinely appointed moment. Same thing with Simeon, right? This is all God's plan, just coming together perfectly, and so. So we have this, and coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So Anna's activity pictures a person totally focused on and serving God. Right? When you receive the salvation that bring, Jesus brings, right? Um, when you receive this salvation, you really can't help but talk about it. You really can't help but say, because it's like, you know, you've got the cure for, for the ultimate problem, sin, right? And you just want to deliver it. You just want to tell people about it. And because, you know, it's, it's so personal, you know, when you put your faith in Jesus. It's, it's, it's you know, he, because when, when you think back, when you come into a relationship with Jesus, and you think about all the things that he did to bring you to that point, all the people he put in your life, Right? No accidents there. And, and then you realize, you know, he saved me. He saved me just by faith alone in what Jesus did on the cross. You can't help but praise him. You can't help but thank God that he saves you. And so, so just as Simeon testified to Jesus, Jesus so Anna too, was, she was pointing people to Jesus in Luke 2, all types of people were testifying to Jesus. The simple folk of the field, the devout men of the city, uh, the God-fearing women in the city, all these people who were truly believing in Him 
were testifying about the truth that salvation had come. And so when you encounter Jesus and you receive the gift of salvation and forgiveness that he brings, you can't help but testify to what he's done for you and to point others to Jesus too. You can't really know Jesus and stay silent. We need to go tell it on the mountain. Isn't that a popular song this time of year? Go tell it on the mountain, right? We need to go tell it on the mountain that salvation has come and his name is Jesus. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you so much that salvation has come. He came in a manger. And he lived. And he had a ministry of three years on this earth demonstrating that He was the Son of God. And then, He chose suffering for our sake and went to the cross so that we could have salvation. And salvation is for anyone who will put their faith in Jesus and what He has done on the cross turning from sin and a turning to God for our forgiveness. For our forgiveness. And Lord, we thank you. We celebrate salvation has come. Amen. Right, let's stand on up. So the season for watching and waiting is over. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. So let's light our candles now as we, as we celebrate the light of the world.
Jesus.